Welcome to CTO Think, a podcast about leadership, product development, and tech decisions between two recovering chief technology officers. Here are your hosts, Don Vandemark and Randy Burgess. Hey, Don, what's going on this week? This week, uh, went up to Washington, D.C. to participate in an Alexa Dev Day, um, an advanced version of it where they talked about some of the persistence on on building Alexa skills and, and ideas like that. Um, talked to a couple people already doing some work. Um, interestingly enough, the guy sitting sat next to is as excited about um, the potential of SMS as a business messaging platform as we are. He's got stuff he's doing in that uh, in that realm as well. So uh, we're not the only ones seeing it. Cool. So what about you? Uh, this week spread thin, lots of different, uh, things going on. Um, probably the more interesting, uh, is just working on a, this mobile app, um, for a professor at university of Chicago, finally got clarity on some of the data they need to capture and, brought that back to the team later in the game than I typically do. Typically I try to get all that information up front, but I think it actually allowed the team to focus on getting some core functionality working without worried about details. And then we can adjust later. And I, the strategy I thought was going to happen seems like it's working. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's the interesting avenue of trying something new on a, uh, building a project. Sure. But this week, this week, I I want to talk about the subject of what do you do when everything seems to be going wrong? And I'm not. I don't think this is a good topic to talk about when things are going wrong. So I'm not. I'm not in that scenario right now. But I did talk to someone. I'm going to present. I'll give you this scenario, and then I'm kind of curious about how you'd approach it. Um, there's a company based locally to myself that my wife and I have been customers of for a number of years, three years or so. And I'm not going to talk about what they do. I don't need, you know, people trying to look this up. It's more about there are certain, it's a service that we've used for about three years and they relaunched a website that the launch has gone, has not gone well. And it has impacted service. I believe they've gotten a lot of feedback from their user base. They've lost sales um, due to this upgrade. And the CEO sent out an email saying, you know, we apologize for all of this. This is not the way we want to do business. And I have had a very loose association with this company on any personal level. I've sent emails to them on some support things here and there, but never, never anything big. So I just sent them an email saying, you know, Hey, I've been in this line of work on the tech side for a long time. If you all need any help, um, like, let me know. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to sell services here. I'm trying to see if there's a tech issue that, I may have the answer to. Sure. So I actually, I actually talked to the CEO 
recently, they were curious about, you know, what I do. And I was curious about if there's something I can help with and what the problems were. So essentially the problems are a number of issues across the board on their website. Support team is like putting out fires all the time. The dev team is um, outside of the country. The project manager is local for the consultancy they hire to do the project. And it's been three weeks now and nothing is getting done. So my, I am now in the role of the, the CEO to you, Don. What yeah. do you, what's the first thing you start talking to me about? Like, I am the customer. I don't have a technical advocate. I don't understand technology. What You are brought in to just talk and see right. what the next steps are. What do you say? What, what do you start talking to me about? Well, gracious. Um, so, so lots of, lots of pieces going on here. So it's difficult to know where to start. Um, the, so you say the project manager, it, it's a consultancy they've hired, um, to do the work. Is that correct? Yep. And the programmers outside the country are part of the consultancy or are, um, subcontractors to them. It's probably subcontractors. They might do a lot of work for them, but I don't know. Um, cause I, I've had, I, I've worked with companies that have local project managers and, and remote out of country employees. Um, so at first I, I want to know what I'd want to know what exactly the consultancy is saying is the problem. Um, and, and that's why this, this is gonna be a little difficult to work without details. Um, I'd want to know what the consultancy is saying is the problem and then what, the plan to resolve it is. Um, so what, what is the consultancy coming back and saying the plan is? And if I've been working that for a couple weeks and the, the actual performance is not matching the plan, then I'm going to be diving even deeper into, you told me it would, we, you'd be at X and you're not at X. So, what are you doing to address that fact? But that you're, you're, you're jumping ahead too far. Okay. I want you to talk to me. I'm exa- I'm running a company here. I don't understand tech. I'm taking care of the other side of the business. The other side of the business is still strong. I've got a retail outlet. I've got an online mechanism for e-commerce. Um, the product is being constructed and delivered like it should, but the e-commerce, the online e-commerce is a disaster and I don't know what to do. And I'm talking, talk to me today, not talk to me about what happens over the course of a week. I want you, you're talking to me right now, trying to get a handle on things. So it's, it's going to be, again, I don't, I don't know that that changes the answer much. Um, it's a question of what are they saying the problem is? Because you're, you're telling me I'm coming in with, without information. I got to get information. 
Okay, that's um, so. exactly what I was going for. Like, um, but I feel like you're jumping over. Well, I just said I'm. You're jumping over the way I approached it. Okay. Um, you're like, I need information, and then you're going on to talk about the rest of it. My, I guess, what I'm trying to get at is, you're walking into a disaster scenario. You're inheriting this problem. What are you talking to me about for the next hour? Not what are you doing over the course of a week? For the, for the next hour, I'm gathering information. It, it's a case of, okay, what platform... I'm probably even diving into details like what platform are they on? What, uh, what specifically are they reporting back to you? And if it's too technical for you, that's fine. We'll go and find those answers later. Yeah. Um, but it's a question of what are they reporting the problems are back to you? Is it a third party issue? Is it a tech? Is it a, a platform issue? Um, what are they reporting back? And, and that's where I'd start. Well, the, the way I approached it was to and understand that you aren't hired yet. So in a way, you're trying to have a conversation with someone that really just wants you to snap their, your fingers and have the solution. And for the people listening, if you are running a company and you are hiring someone to fix this type of problem, it ain't happening. You can't right. snap your fingers like Thanos and have half the problems go away. It doesn't work like right. that. You, at the same token, if you are in the leadership, if you're being hired to come into this issue, you can't fix even the, on day one, you can't fix a dang thing. So no, the, it, it's the identification of the problem is, is where you're starting. And that's, you're, you're, that's where I went. That was where I went down that path. And so what I, what I learned in this scenario, which I don't think is really different from many in this in this type of um, situation is the he this person knew the business problems he knew what a support team was having to take on he knew about how they were having to spend hours manually doing things that were automated for the past two years so, they knew so, that, so let, let, let's 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 try and build a hypothetical just just to build it out a little bit more so I yeah. know nothing about this I'll say that what the support team was having to deal with was that credit cards weren't getting processed. Um, so orders weren't going through. Sure. So wh whether that's the actual case or not, that's a, that's, that's the hypothetical. Mm -hmm. So that is the business problem. The business problem is orders aren't going through because we can't process credit cards. Yeah. So then, so, then the, the technical is the why. So go yes. on. So you're on the money. Um, in the sense of what I was trying to pull out, I wanted this, the, the leader of this company, the owner of this company to give me the business problems. I don't care okay, about the technical gotcha. Gotcha. because yep. the problem in, in all these scenarios is a lack of definition of what is causing the business side to suffer. It's not. Well, the credit card system isn't working right. It's like, okay, but what are the side effects of that? Because temporarily, the technical solution is not happening tomorrow. So what do you need to do to mitigate? And then the, the next question is, of those, because this is a question I asked. If I, I asked him, 
if I if you were to get one solution for the next month, everything nothing else gets fixed. You must only choose one item to have taken care of, and then you have to suffer through the rest. What would you choose? And his answer was to fix all the bugs. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay, that's the pro- that's a big problem right now, um, because you are sending a pile of bugs to this dev to one. You're sending a pile of bugs to a local manager or a project manager. And then that person like a game of telephone in the classroom is now sending a pile of bugs to the dev team and the dev team. We don't know anything about them, but I can almost guarantee you they aren't, they aren't as concerned with a pile of bugs as much as you are with some of the bugs in there. And so they aren't focused. They aren't prioritizing. And so my every situation I've come into, um, when I took over for Innovations for Learning in Evanston, it was definitely an issue of a spreadsheet full of issues, 100, 100 deep. Sure. And I forced the executive director to tell me, what is the number one thing that I can fix for you today that if I did that, it would make everyone happy across the board. And then even if I didn't do another ounce of work the rest of the month, everyone would be joyful. And he actually gave me an answer. He's like, this this one specific bug or this one scenario, this one business problem. He didn't tell me the technical problem. He said, we need this to work, this one app. This app isn't working at all. Once we start it up in the morning, it doesn't work at all. If we can get that working, it would change the game. And so I sat down for, I would say, six hours at most and fixed it with the help of an ex- another person there that could answer some of the other problems for me. So my going back to what I'm talking about is I don't think you walk in trying to solve technical problems. I think you do a triage on the business, the negative business effects going on. And then you start to find out what can be solved through non-technical means and what is critical to be solved on a technical side. And the approach that this CEO was taking was just to lump everything in as everything needs to get fixed and therefore it wasn't getting fixed. So, right. So that, that, that's just, that's just business, right? So whether it's, whether it's technical or not, um, you're never going to solve all the problems at once. Yeah. It's, it's always a case of, okay, what's the most important thing to fix? Let's go fix that. Um, whether it's, like I said, it doesn't have to be technical. It could be supply chain. It could be finance. It could be anything. Um, so, so that, that's, that's just part of, of, of doing the business. And, and when you don't want, you don't want a, a business leader to come in and say, oh, this is a technical problem. Um, when actually there are business problems to be solved and the technical is just the, the cause of the business problem or t- sometimes I guess, even a side I, effect. But I feel like. If it was that easy, what you just said, of course, that's a business issue. That's how we'd approach it. But isn't it easier to say that when you have 
a knowledge of the domain of where the problems are coming from. Like if you're on the technical side, you think about it in this way of, oh, I need to boil all these down into their technical problem solution. And so I can talk about it that way. But if I were to say to you, um, Don, can you make the, um, let me think of a good example, the retail management side of the business of inventory and logistics of shipping. If, I, if, if everything is going wrong on that side, do you break it down like that? Do you have that ability to think in that scenario about shipping and logistics, which is an area that I don't think you've worked in? Or do you have, do you lump it all into one big thing of we need our shipping platform to work? That's, that's what I'm kind of getting at is, we, as a technical people, I think we assume that it's easy for the leaders of other businesses or of people that have knowledge of other domains to look at ours and boil down those specific priorities like we can. And that's I would I would expect an, the the operations uh, the the vice president in charge of operations or whatever to be able to boil down. Um, a, a, a supply chain problem. But you're not talking to the VP of operations. No, you're no, talking no, to no, the... no, 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 no. I know, but as a, uh, I, and and I'm not I'm not sure we're communicating well. <laughs> um, if if the CEO goes to the COO and asks why is this not working, the COO better be able to answer. Sure, but there isn't a COO. Well, okay, I I, I we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll, <laughs> We'll pursue a different line of conversation because that's not going anywhere. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but my, I guess my point is you are talking to a business owner who simply doesn't understand this side of the business. Agreed. And you are brought in because you have expertise on that side of the business. So in this scenario, I mean, every scenario is different, of course. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is how, what do you do to talk to about the problem to a high level executive of this company relative to this company that doesn't have an idea of the domain that you are the expert in. And you're coming in where everything is going wrong on that side. What, like, that's what I'm, that's. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go back to the hypothetical because sure. uh, I, I'm not following. I don't think I'm following necessarily. So in the hypothetical, <laughs> we're not able to process credit cards. Sure. That's the business problem. The technical problem is they're not able to process credit cards for who knows what reason. Yeah. Um, the business problem is that they're not able to process credit cards. So then the, the, the breakdown from there is, okay, I understand that. And then, then the conversation's over with the, with the business leader mm -hmm. because then it's, okay, let's go find out why it's not because they're not going to have a good answer for why it's not. So that's one of the problems. But so that's why the conversation isn't over because that's it doesn't end there. There's five other issues. Okay, yeah, the the second yeah. issue is that for the orders that are getting through, it's not notifying the the manufacturing the, the there's a there's a technical piece that that no, let me describe the business problem. The 
the shipping department is not getting addresses for the places to ship things to. So we can't get shipments out. Okay. So that's yet another problem. So then it's a case of which one do you want it solved first? Which is more important to solve the orders you've taken and can't deliver or the orders you can't get taken because you can't process credit cards. Yeah. So now you're on the path that I am trying to take, which is one prioritization as well as delegation of issues that like, Hey, you're not, you're the credit card issue is the most, is the biggest thing. You can't receive money. You can't survive the logistics issue of shipping. You need somebody to start typing out labels on a word, you know, a word doc and print them out. And we're going to do this manually for a while. That's what I'm getting at is, when everything is going wrong, you have to triage, you have to start prioritizing and giving up things that you may have had before. Giving up things and not necessarily solving, solving it permanently either. So, so triage being the absolute right term, how do we get credit cards processed? How do we get things shipped? That does not, that's not the long-term solution of, okay, from now on, you're going to be able to, it's not going to be a technical problem. That's not the issue. The issue is solve the business problem. And if you can solve it with easy technology, do it, Yeah. but solve the business problem first to the, to the best of your ability. Um, and, and with the help of the business people, um, and make them understand that we, we may put a technical solution in place, but it's not necessarily going to be permanent. It's going to be a bandaid for now. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I think the challenge is, is to convince the executive team or whomever you're answering to that, you know, this is not, nothing that we do right now is necessarily going to be the, the permanent change. Like right now, we are in the stage of survival, of keeping the, the boat from sinking, and that means duct tape, band-aids, um, spackle, whatever you want to call it, that just keeps water from rushing in to the hull. You really, that that's what I was trying to get to through with this person was, I can't talk to you about turnkey solutions because there is none at this point. You're an existing business. You're not on a dry dock with the ship. You're uh, in the water and you have to keep the boat going while water is still trying to get in. And that was the harder conversation for me was not a lot like telling this person who hasn't even hired me of, it's not a pile of bugs. Like describing it as getting all the bugs fixed is why they aren't getting fixed. You cannot approach a everything going wrong scenario with fix everything. Because well, no, because bug number one deals with the credit cards. Bug number two deals with the labels. Bug number three deals with the fact that uh, the the color is wrong on this web page. Bug number four is something else trivial. That that there's just they're all over the place. It, they've got yes. to be grouped, and the the group has to be prioritized. And so the, you're the, the, the you're on the money. Has to the business leader has to say 
fixing the credit card processing is number one. Okay, that's bug number one, five, nine, 32, and 67. Let's go do that. And how many times have you been in scenarios where a key leader in the company has associated the color, the wrong color of the front end with the database shutdown? Like they've simply lumped those in on the, at the same priority. I mean, I have. If, 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 if Sure. If that's the priority, I may try to talk them out of it. Um, but it, uh, that they're... There are, I, I certainly have the situation right now where someone I know is working with someone who believes he controls all aspects of the business, even when he's hired additional people to tell him what the priority should be. Um, his answer when they come back with suggestions is, well, that's not the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. He's being told that's the industry standard. And his answer is, that's not the way I want to do it. So that's just a case of, at the end of the day, who's writing the checks? Yeah. But I think there's something to be said for the scenario of, hey, you're being hired here for things we want to get fixed. Yay. Versus this is critical to the survival of the company. Um, and that's why I'm not, I'm not saying that if, if he said, if, if our hypothetical here said fixing credit cards is the most important thing. And I believe the fact that we're using the color blue is part of that problem. <laughs> I would probably ignore that. Yeah. I fix the credit card bugs. And if I get yelled at for not fixing the color blue, I'll deal with that. Yeah. And that, and that's what I do too. I mean, the what I've learned over the years is I have to let them like you're going to walk into these situations and you're not going to make that exec the person that hired you 100% happy necessarily. They may have an understanding. Believe me, after I fixed that issue at IFL, like yeah, they, they were cheering in the streets of that company when I fixed that issue. The next statement out of his mouth was, what about this one? <laughs> like within 24 oh, yeah. hours. <laughs> For sure. For sure. There, so, there, there's never complete satisfaction because there's and, always the next problem. And so that's like, so step one to me is to prioritize the severity of what's wrong, of the pile of wrongness going on when you walk in, you have to set figure out the priorities. And it's not on the technical side. It's truly on the business side because one of the issues was how the how the UX looked. There was some design choices that they wanted to fix. And I'm like, right now it takes 30 seconds to put an item in your cart. And you really, do you, like, is that, is the color of this interface or is the way this layout looks really the biggest issue? And he didn't have an answer because he's overwhelmed. Like right. he's still running every other aspect of the business. And this is the one thing that he had kind of handed off to his team. And now it fell back into his lap for a variety of reasons. So he's human. He's not, he's not acting ignorantly or he's not being, um, it's not due to a power 
issue or or ignorance about like where his stance is in the business. It's that this is a person that couldn't talk to me on the phone until four o'clock because he literally was doing everything else for the business the entire part of the day. And so that, so I think we talked about stakeholders last week and I think it applies here. Like when you walk into these scenarios where everything's going wrong, even if you're a technical person, what's technology is not the only thing going on. And if you look at the list of problems, let's say there's 10, there's a good number of them that you're going to have to push back and say, this can no longer be a technical issue. Like this has to be handled manually by someone in the meantime, because it's not at the top of the list of what the tech team is going to focus on. And that was what I was promoting to this person. Well, now we'll see where this goes. Um, but in every scenario that I've walked into where everything's going wrong, prioritization and delegation are the top two things I try to, that's how I approach these things. Um, I've been lucky so far and that I have buy-in from the people that have hired me that they kind of go with the flow on what, how I'm bringing this in, this mentality. Um, I'm sure at a bigger company, you'd meet resistance from other stakeholders that are like, don't screw, don't give my side of the business this work manually again, because we don't want to do it. And I haven't had to deal with that. Um, but I'm sure you would, the bigger the organization goes. Right. But, but if you're, so now you've got a tech team that you don't know personally, and let's say you do prioritize a credit card fixes as the number one issue. What do you start doing there? All right. So now we're talking about the technical issues, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, then it's, it's a matter of going to the technical team, um, finding out what they're saying is causing the business problem. Um, so what technical issues are causing the business problem? Um, and then, uh, working with them to figure out what the either priority or dependencies are. Um, do we have to fix a specific bug in order to fix the other one? Um, and, and that's just a case of breaking down what, and, and, and having them convince you that they've properly identified the problem, depending on, on your, your own domain expertise, right? Um, At if, what if, point do you roll up your sleeves and open the hood and just say, screw it and do it yourself? It, dep- uh, it becomes back to domain expertise. If it's something that I know intimately... Uh, probably from minute one, um, have them point me to everything they're they're trying, dig in and and figure it out. Um, if I don't have the domain or, or or technology expertise, then it's more of a case of having them convince me, and then potentially going and getting additional technical help if you don't think they're capable of solving it, which they haven't yeah. been to this point. Yeah. 
And I mean, there's the other factor of this is kind of like a parent letting their kid, I think, fall down and scrape their knees a bit before they always cap like, you know, you don't wrap your kid in bubble wrap just so they can go take a walk. You know, there's a risk they may stumble and fall. I think that there's something to be said for if you just go in and solve every big problem, um, then that's what your job is forever, or at least for until you can convince people that it's not yours. Um, uh, it depends on the definition of big. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if mission critical is mission critical, it's got to get solved. Now, if there, if, if it happens, you know, six times a year to where I'm having to dig, roll up my sleeves and dig in, and that's keeping me from performing my other duties, then I got to go find somebody else who can solve those mission critical bugs. Um, I, again, I'm going with the scenario you, you painted of coming in fresh. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's not my team that I put together. Um, I don't know their, I don't necessarily know their potential for growth. I might try to assess that, but not in a mission critical scenario, mission critical scenario. We're going to get the problem solved and then ad- address everyone's potential. Yeah. I mean, in this particular scenario, I don't actually know the, the e-commerce platform they're using is something that it's a system I have not used. It's it's PHP based JavaScript and stuff, but I have never like really used it. Um, I feel like because I've worked in e-commerce so much that I would not have an issue um, with it. But uh, it's just one of those things of I would have to learn a little bit more tech to actually be of use on the specific bug fixes that are, that would need to happen. Right. I can, I know I can almost diagnose what the problem is just watching the user experience right now. I have a pretty good guess what's going on on some level, but I don't know how that particular code handles that scenario. And, and um, so in, in, in assessing the team, then it's a conversation with the team as to, are they in the same place you are? Did yeah. they did they figure out based on the way it was processing what was going on? Are they PHP JavaScript experts? Uh, have they used this platform before? Um, if the answer is if the answer is no, we just put it in because that's what was there, or we're trying to figure it out because it's the new hot thing. Um, then you have to reassess whether a that was even the right solution. Now I'm not saying you necessarily pull it all out based on where you are, but maybe it's well, that's, of, let's go let's go get an expert. Well, now I have to accuse you of bugging my office because the the scenario is that they use a platform they had never used before because um, it was hot it was just, and new, right? Or yeah, that or it was just it seemed like it made sense. Like, that's all I can guess. Well, so then, that, that one I can't, that one I have trouble buying because there have to be other solutions that they've used that made sense. But go on. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the order came down. I know it did not come down from the top of the business side because they don't know the difference between the systems. Right. Um, 
but I don't know why what was chosen, but you are on the mark in that the there isn't there isn't a lot of confidence that the tech team is experienced enough to handle some of these issues. Then, then the question the question comes in: How far down the road are you? Are from, you far, far enough far. down to change change systems, or do you need to go get an expert? Because the third answer is: Let the team continue to struggle with something they've not proven the ability to handle. Yeah, I mean, to me. When I ever have a team of people and it doesn't really matter if they are experienced with the system or not, to be honest, it's more of if I give them 10 10 things to do, they will try to do or at least worry about all 10. If I give them three things to focus on, they'll worry about three things, maybe a fourth that they come up, up with on their own. And then I have to say, I don't know why that fourth thing just showed up, but kick it out. Yeah. And if I give them, if I give them one thing to do, it gets done like without fail, or I get the feedback I need that, Hey, we can't do this at all. At least I got that answer. So I know we need to take a different tact. Then, then is your project manager being, being effective? Cause I'm hearing a project management problem. That's exactly what's going on. Like that's what it boiled down to. Um, I truly, after talking to them, I figured out that this is, it's not strictly technical issues. It's when, when the top person at the business side says, fix all the bugs, that's truly what is told to the dev team, fix all the bugs. And my conversation with them is you need a top down prioritization plan of what's the most critical things to you. And you've got to take out anything that seems like it's frivolous to making you more money. And I don't know if I reached them on that. They repeated it back to me at the end of thinking that way. So maybe it did, but I feel like that's the, the biggest takeaway I had from that conversation was this dev team is receiving more and more complaints about a pile of stuff and not bug one, bug two, bug three. The rest don't matter until these priorities are handled. And that's kind of the whole point of this episode to me is when everything's going wrong, prioritization is by far the key from the top down. What, so so um, what you just said was when everything's going wrong, blame the project manager. That's what I heard. <laughs> uh, well, that's what happens regardless, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly yeah. the sentiment. That's certainly the, you were kind of saying that tongue in cheek, but I think that's a sentiment that was coming from that conversation. Well, and, and, and I've worked with enough consultancies and I've worked in enough consultancies to know that that is sometimes the problem. Yeah, um, it, it's certainly a case of the project manager not being technical enough to understand that fix all the bugs isn't the right answer. It's got to yeah. be it's got to be more more directed. It's got to be prioritized and and just providing just providing a list isn't project management. That's secretarial work. Yeah, um, that's just documenting. So, yeah, I mean, in the scenario of the credit card thing. 
the way, like, I don't know anything about credit cards um, in the sense that I utilize Braintree and Stripe and APIs that take care of that stuff. But the first thing I would do is find out who on the team has worked with our payment processor before. Find out, is there anyone on the team, on the dev team that we have that is the person that does that? And my conversation would go straight to them about, you like this is the only thing you should be looking at right now is this if you are have any other duties on this project that's not related to this item then that is a misuse of your time and they may say well so and so told me to do this and i'm like yeah we we are reprioritizing all of these things due to the critical nature of our scenario we're in now and i i think that's there has to be an attitude change on the project where you may not be pushing things straight to staging anymore. You may push fixes straight to production because business isn't happening until like, it's a great environment to have dev to staging to production, but in a critical business isn't working at all scenario, maybe that doesn't work. It doesn't work for the way things should go. Um, I know another side effect they were having though, which counters what I'm talking about on the staging is they would put in fixes on one level is like fingers in the dam. They would plug up holes on one side and then it would break things on the other. And I don't have enough knowledge of what those issues were and why they would be intermingled, but um, it speaks to a fundamental lack of knowledge of where of the entire platform, the, you know, to me, this is almost a prevention statement. If you are a company trying to hire a consultant to build yourself an application or a system and they have never used that system before, I don't think they're a good company to hire. Um, no, for sure. Because you're hiring them at a premium in theory because they bring that expertise. And expertise means we failed using this before. We've seen failures and we've been able to fix those failures and we can avoid those failures. And that's just a prevention thing um, to prevent everything from going wrong. But yeah, like there is no other true like clear cut answers on this um, to me about how to solve a scenario, everything going wrong. Prevention definitely can keep you out of this mess. But to me, prioritization is the only way to approach it. I, I don't sure. you can't. I don't think you can just hire more people and solve all the problems. I don't no, think prioritization is part of it, but having the right people is part of it too. Yeah, and we're, we're going to see how it goes. They're going to someone on their team on the company's team is going to be back from a hiatus. And they're going to walk in and assume all these problems. And I may or may not be called in to talk to them about what to do next. But the hardest part of that conversation for me was getting the mindset of the owner that the pile of bugs discussion was counterproductive to his his situation. Sure. And... Sure. But it's in a way, like, again, I sympathize with him because 
that's what the entire tech side has always been for the last couple of years. Um, it's always been something else that some other department has done or other people have handled. It suddenly got thrown in his lap for a variety of reasons, but it's not something that he's capable uh, of handling while he's doing the other stuff. Right. Which is not uncommon for a lot of business no. owners that their expertise is in one area and the technical is simply an expansion of the reach of the business, so to speak. But when you hire a professional, like if you hire someone to be the CTO and they aren't talking about trying, if they don't, to me, if they don't approach it with the idea of what are the business problems and what's the priority of them critical to the business, I don't know how else, I don't know how that person is going to solve the issues unless they intimately know the code enough to just take it all on without asking questions. Right. So that's all I, I mean, it was, it was a different conversation for us because I gave you a hypothetical that wasn't convenient at all. And also I don't think there's a clear cut answer in, in any situation for this, but it is well, something that I've, I can think of probably twice I've been walked into a scenario where everything was going wrong in the oh, mindset sure. of the business. Sure. And, 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 and then, then, then it, it absolutely is a case of setting priorities. And, and I think that's the, that's the big takeaway um, from it um, is, is you can't, you can't say everything's going wrong. You have to say, okay, what's the most important thing that's going wrong? Yeah. And then you may fail in the minds of like, you may take a scenario on that can't be fixed. Like at least at the level that anyone will be happy. Um, I was lucky then that in both scenarios, once I got on the prioritization train, everyone else jumped on board. And so when people, when the person was like, Hey, what about that color blue? like you were referring to, I was able to say, oh yeah, well, we can do that now. It's, we're one month in and we fixed the other key things. So we took care of the color blue um, that they needed change to feel at peace with the sky matching the, the button. But the, the bigger takeaway, I think, is if you have to take care of the critical things first and there's definitely different opinions in a business because I do know from this person's scenario that whomever got handed the manual invoicing duty was probably the loudest in that person's ear. For sure. You, we can't, we can't continue to do business that way. And I pitched to him. Can you tell me what happens if they have to do invoices manually for the next three weekends as part of their job. Like you just say, this is what's going to happen. What happens incorrectly? He's like, well, they may quit. I'm like, but do you like, if they know that you're giving them the time to do it and that's, it's only temporary. Do you think they'll fight that much? And he's like, I don't know. And that's, I feel like the non-technical solutions are sometimes the ones that get you over the hump. The ones that don't involve, fixing code every time, even if it's t- like, even if it's temporary. And I feel like that's a route that a lot of people don't take 
Um, they always think that, well, I'm the CTO or I'm the technical developer. So the solution I come up with must be one that I automate. And I don't know that that's always the case either. Well, and, and that could be a case of, of CTO. So I was a developer. I was a project manager. I was a CTO. There are plenty yeah. of CTOs that skip that project management step. Yeah. So everything's a technical problem. Yeah. Um, which is just a learning. Um, and, and they usually learn it painfully. Yep. I, one, I would, sometime I'd love to get a project manager, someone that doesn't know code that truly is in my mind, a pure task manager, project manager, and get kind of get their perspective on dealing with issues when they don't understand the tech. Because sure. I, I have the benefit of understanding the tech and the people involved. And the, the best project manager I ever worked with basically became a developer because she was like, I'm fed up with not knowing what the heck I'm talking about to people. And now she's a full-time developer and loving it. And I would love to get the perspective of someone that just is like, I don't, I don't need another tech. This is what I do. Um, I'll have to find that person because I, I don't really have the benefit of working with too many project managers these days. Yeah. Uh, I, I have, I have one in mind who, who, is part project man is really a solutions expert. So, so yeah. solves things, but I don't think ever touched a piece of code. Um, so I can potentially talk to her as well. Yeah. I'd like to see if we can talk to someone on that level. Cause I, I think it's, it's nice to know code, but it's not critical to get the job done as a right. technical leader. Um, there's plenty of CTOs, plenty of technical leaders, that their day development days are way behind and they wouldn't know react from, you know, what a database does in the sense of they haven't, they know what it does. They know what the job is supposed to do, but they wouldn't be able to execute it unless they opened up documentation and tested things. And right. I mean, heck, if I got hired to work on this one company, I'm the next thing I'm doing is watching a tutorial on the e-commerce platform just so I can know the basics of it too. Sure. Anything else that you can think of related to no, this? I, I, I think we hit hit all the points. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up for this week. Talk to you next. Sounds good. See you later. Thanks for listening to the CTO Think Podcast. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at ctothink.com. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. Patreon contributions help us to produce episode transcripts, which allow people that are deaf or hard of hearing to access the show. If you have feedback, ideas, or want to be a guest, please email us at hello at ctothink.com. Show music is Dumpster Dive by Mark Wallach, licensed by premiumbeat.com. Voiceover work by meganvoices.com. You'll hear from us next week. Thank you.